hold hold on a second. What if all this expansion stuff means that Utah gets a free trip to the college football playoff? This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome into Locked On Baylor. Thanks for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. We've had a ton of people who have chimed in in the last week, from BYU fans to West Virginia fans to Baylor fans, obviously, and and the like everywhere on Pac-12, Big 12, ACC expansion. I want to first address something very obvious. I did get a haircut. I listened. I listened to everybody out there, and I cut my hair. You win. Fine. I hope it looks better now and whatever was stupid about it is less stupid. The other thing um, that I've come to grapple with the last few days, what if this whole Big 12 expansion thing is bad for the college football playoff odds of teams like Baylor, BYU, TCU, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, everybody else? And what if it helps enemies like Utah win? Because I want to paint you a scenario. Today's going to be active listening, right? You guys have been so good. I've had such great, great viewership the last few days. I'm going to ask something of you. Active viewership. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music, podcasts, whatever it is that the kids are doing nowadays, great. Follow along with the sound of my voice. If you're watching, I want you to pay attention to the graphic that comes up on the screen. Boom. Worst case scenario. Nightmare fuel on your screen right now. Baylor in the new Big 12 finishes 9-3. and Very respectable in a stout new conference. BYU, another team that I picked at random, for example, also finishes 9-3. and This is a mock of, say, the year 2025. And Utah, a team left in a pack 8, 9, 10... A pack suck with a bunch of teams that are random and not good finishes 11 and one. Let's take a gander at this. This is a mock 2025 schedule for Baylor. They beat Texas State. Makes sense, huh? They beat Rice. Maybe they play a Wake Forest in non conference and they lose. Two and one. They lose to BYU. They beat Texas Tech. Baylor beats TCU, beats Colorado. Beats UCF, all Big 12 teams, loses to Cincinnati, and then wins out against Houston, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia. If you're keeping score at home, that's losses to Wake Forest in non-conference play, BYU in Big 12 play, Cincinnati in Big 12 play. And I know what you're thinking. Okay, 9-3, and where you still beat teams like TCU and Colorado and Oklahoma State, UCF. That's great. What a great year. But that 9-3 and doesn't get you to the college football playoff. How about BYU? Let's do the same thing. Mock 2025. Utah State in game one. They win, of course. Boise State, a tough non-con. A win still. And then a loss in non-conference play to a UCLA team that's having an up year a few years down the line. Then BYU beats Baylor. Loses to Cincinnati. Has a nice win streak against UCF, TCU, and West Virginia before losing to Colorado and then winning out against Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and Houston. Pay pay attention here. 
BYU loses to UCLA, Cincinnati, and Colorado. Ah, makes sense, whatever. They beat teams like TCU, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Houston. That makes sense. Folks, we're not that far away from that being a reality in the Big 12. But in 2025, say this Utah team beats Ohio. Maybe they beat Iowa in a tough-ish, not that tough of a non-conference game. Beat Idaho State. Then they get into Pac-12 play. They beat Cal, lose to Oregon, beat Stanford, Oregon State, Washington, Arizona State, Washington State, Arizona, and San Diego State. Guys, let's be real about this. It's not a tough schedule. It's not hard. It's not hard. Utah wins the wins the Pac-12 in a couple of years with that schedule on your screen, with wins over teams like Cal, Oregon State, Arizona State. The toughest game on their schedule, Oregon, they lose. And the rest of the games there, the rest of the games are winnable, completely winnable conference games. Reminder, in this scenario, BYU has beaten TCU. Baylor has beaten Texas Tech and Colorado and Oklahoma State. But does Utah make the college football playoff? Baylor's nine and three, but a damn good nine and three. BYU is too. And you could sub BYU for Oklahoma State. You could sub Baylor for Cincinnati. One of those big 12 teams goes nine and three, would probably beat Utah by 21 points. But Utah went 11 and one and won the Pac-12 conference. How close are we to a scenario where there's still a quasi-Power 5, where the committee still thinks, oh, yeah, there's a Power 5 out there, and Utah's in it. And Utah's still a Power 5 champion. Might I remind you, only one Pac-12 team has ever made the college football playoff. Washington, of all teams. Not Oregon, not USC, not UCLA, Washington. Do you know why? Not because the, these UCLA teams, USC teams have been terrible, just got awful, just couldn't win in a group of five conference. No, but because the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are fairly similar in the fact that a lot of these teams eat each other alive. There's a whole lot of cannibalism in these conferences. These teams beat up on one another. Pac-12, no different. But what happens when there's less parity in the Pac-12? What happens when Utah is winning games all of a sudden and there's nobody left to keep them in check? Same goes for Oregon. Same goes for Washington. Could we be headed toward a really weird era of college athletics where the Pac-12 is given favor in the college football playoff? Because let's take a look at this again. Obviously, when Utah is playing teams like Washington, Arizona, Arizona State and Stanford, it's still a better conference than the Mountain West by a long shot. There's still a case. That 11-1 Utah team that you see, they've got a legitimate case to go to the college football playoff. How do you reckon with that schedule and leave them out? How do you take a team that's only losses to Oregon and has wins against Iowa, Arizona State, Arizona, how do you tell that team they can't go to the college football playoff? The resume's right there. And 11 and 1 is certainly much more flashy than BYU at 8 and 3, 9 and 3, I'm sorry. Baylor at 9 and 3. Granted, the Bears, the Cougars, they've beaten much better teams. They've played a much tougher schedule. 
Utah's got a way better record at 11 and 1, and 9 and 3 is not going to cut it. Wait a second, you're saying. What about at the expanded college football playoff? What about when there's 12 teams, huh? Then what do the odds look like? This is Locked On Baylor, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I can tell you this much. I love LinkedIn Talent Solutions. I've been looking for an intern, and I've found a couple. I've interviewed a couple because of LinkedIn Talent Solutions. If you need somebody to work at your job, and you want to hire people fast, and you want to have a free way of finding people, you just have to go to LinkedIn Talent Solutions. It's so stupid easy. You can be a hundred and a hundred and ten. I the the ad read says a hundred percent. I'll say a hundred and ten. Be a hundred and ten percent certain that you have the best candidates that are qualified. You go to LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people faster and for free. So go and add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame. And then once you add it to your LinkedIn profile, you can spread the word that you're hiring and they're going to spread the word for you through their algorithm. Simple tools, screening questions that make it easy for you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and the experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and who you want to hire. Find the right team member right now. It's like it's qualitative, right? I can't it's I can give you the quantitative stuff, the numbers, but it's qualitative. It's just easy to use. And it's how I found an intern. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified people you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com. Listen to this. LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college. LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college. You post your job for free. Keep in mind the terms and conditions they do apply. All right. Can the Pac 12 still make the college football playoff? We're entering a realm of a 12-team playoff where anybody can make the college football playoff, right? There, There is the talk of, all right, 11 Power 5 teams are going to make it, and then there will be like an add-on, like a fun little, oh, Fresno State was good this year, put them in. Oh, Tulane was good this year, put them in. Oh, Florida Atlantic had a good year, put them in. But what happens when the big dogs... When these these big teams in the Pac-12 leave, what what happens even in, in this a scenario you're not considering? Maybe this might blow your mind a bit. It's blowing mine. UCLA and USC leave, and then Oregon leaves, and then Washington leaves, and then schools like Utah are left with what eight teams? It's eight teams. They add in San Diego State. They add in Fresno State. They add in Boise State instead of Fresno State. Right? Somehow the pack gets to ten teams. What's well, kind of what the Big Twelve did? Kind of what the Big Twelve did. Granted, Texas and Oklahoma, when they stayed, were much bigger brands than anything the Pac-12 would carry. But what if Oregon and Washington jump ship? Utah is still there. Arizona is still there. And a couple new teams are added in the fold, and there's 10 teams. Next thing you know, Arizona goes 11-1. and Utah goes 11-1. and And then the team behind them, the second-place team, let's say one year Stanford, goes 10-2. and Will the Pac-12 get an automatic two spots in the college football playoff? Will the Pac-12 have a much easier path than the Big 12 to the college football playoff? One of the things we might not be considering is how monumentally tough the Big 12 is going to be as you add in these Pac-12 schools. It all sounds fine and dandy. 
right? Oh, yes, the strength of the Big 12. From a 30,000 level view, sounds great, right? But what if we what if we come back down to earth, back to sea level, and we look around us and then see that Baylor's got to play these schools. BYU's got to play these schools. Ah, oh, yes, Colorado's here. Hooray. The Big 12 is safe. But how do you feel when Colorado starts winning games? When Oregon starts winning games, when Washington start, starts winning games? What if, and this is a legitimate scenario, look at Missouri in the SEC. Missouri's first couple of years in the SEC, they competed for an SEC title. They were winning the East. How would you feel if we spent all this time talking up how good Oregon is, how good of a fit, a culture fit Arizona is, and then get to the end of the road and realize, shoot, they're beating the old Pac-12 teams, the old Big 12 teams. Not saying it's going to happen. Not saying it's guaranteed at all. But a legitimate chance that these squads get in here and start winning games. So then what? Can the Pac-12 still make the college football playoff? Yes. And that should scare you a little bit. Because there isn't, and some of you are already commenting, like, oh, of course this would never happen. Bah, people are smart. They're not. I don't know if you've seen like the college football playoff committee and the way they operate, but there's a realm. I can see, I can picture it right now. And, and you got to work with me here, but I can picture it right now where they look at the Pac-12 and say, hmm, we as college football playoff committee could make a pretty good impression on college athletics if we determine that the Pac-12 is still a power conference, even without four teams they had last season. We'll say they're still a power conference and we'll still let them into the college football playoff with or without a TV deal. You know, they still got Utah, Arizona, Arizona State. They still got the brands like Stanford, even without like an Oregon or Washington. If the Pac if if the Pac-12 is still getting a team or two in the college football playoff, then what happened? What went away? What did they lose? Revenue per school, yes, but then you make it back up with your opportunity to go to the college football playoff. Did we just give Utah a red carpet entrance? Did we just tell Utah, hey, sucks for you. You got stuck in the Pac-12. Congrats. You get to go to the 12-team playoff every year. I love the idea of a 12-team playoff. There are people out there, J.D. Piquel, one of them, very good friend of mine, who doesn't like the expanded playoff. And we've had plenty of arguments over this. The reason he doesn't like it is because it, quote, devalues the regular season. Look at the NFL. You know, week 13 rolls around and teams are still competing for the playoff. So fans are still showing up. I don't think it's going to devalue the regular season. I don't think rivalries like Michigan and Ohio State will go down the drain any any more than they already have. I think it'll still be fine. People will be have something to compete for because we live in a world. Listen to me here. We live in a world where if you lose two games out of the gate, you're done. Your season's over. It is. No one's going to New Year's six games. I went to, I've been to two Sugar Bowls, and I've seen pretty crappy crowds at least one and a half of them. Baylor, Georgia was terrible. Baylor, Ole Miss was okay. Fun that we won. But the problem is, is teams, once they lose two games, once they're out of college football play, playoff contention, they give up on the regular season. Have we created, have we crafted a world in which the Big 12 regular season 
doesn't matter as much as the Pac-12, where the Big 12 for college football playoff purposes doesn't matter as much as the Pac-12. What if a 9-3 and Baylor team, a 9-3 and BYU team, a 9-3 and Oklahoma State or TCU team that is obviously better than Arizona or Utah or Arizona State or Washington State? What if that team, that 9-3 and team who played a much harder schedule is left out? Then what was it all worth? What is it all worth? When Baylor's nine and three, number fifteen in the nation, Utah's eleven and one, number six in the nation, and makes the expanded college football playoff. Who's laughing then? I give credit to Utah. What if they're onto something? What if they chose the easy road and the easy road leads to more revenue in the long run because of the college football playoff? I fear that we're in a dangerous spot that we're seeing we've got some blinders on and what we're seeing is actually leading us right toward that. And it's not good. I can't do that. I can't, I can't go nine and three in a really competitive big 12 where the league champions 10 and two, 11 and two, and is a 10 seed in the college football playoff. And Utah goes 12 and one because they play nobody. Oregon goes 12 and one because they play nobody, Arizona. And they get the better seed. They get the home field advantage or whatever it is. In the playoff. That sounds terrible. But tell me why we're not why we're not staring right down the barrel of that. If you think it's that far-fetched and that stupid, I don't think you paid enough attention to the college football playoff committee because it's kind of what they do. This is kind of where they go with things like this. When you think, oh, this makes common sense, they might do the opposite. The NCAA might do the opposite. Emmert might do the opposite. Uh, speaking of opposites, the Pac-12 got an opposite of a TV deal that you should have. Oh, so bad. This is Locked On Baylor, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is your team every day. Wow. I mean, I told you it was going to be bad. And then it was bad. The Pac-12, George Klyovkov, gave gave this new TV deal to the presidents on Tuesday. What I love about this, this is probably my favorite part. Um, I'm reading from Yahoo.com, YahooSports.com, by the way. One of my favorite parts about this whole deal, the meeting lasted one hour. I interviewed somebody to work alongside them. We had a 35-minute conversation because there was some clerical stuff to go through. That was for an internship. Yeah, 35-minute conversation. The Pac-12 presidents sat down for an hour. That's all it took. All the jury deliberated was an hour over this TV deal. And I can guarantee you that's not a good thing. How do you look at this, this TV deal, and not laugh? One one TV executive told Yahoo Sports, I saw Klyovkov's comments and was like, oh, my God, either he's the greatest poker player or he's just bluffing. And then he pitches this TV deal, this rush TV deal, which why after a year, it's been over a year of us being told we'd have a TV deal and it feels rushed. This rush TV deal, less than the Big 12's figure, and it's sure enough. Uh, like we talked about, is streaming-based. 
Two proposals, apparently, in the presentation from Klyovkov. One less lucrative than the other per Yahoo Sports, depending on the amount of subscription. That's what it is. It's this. It's the escalator Jason Shear talked about. The escalator where, oh, oh, look. And I love that one article described it as, it's the only fans of college football. Oh, look, we can make as much money as people want to pay us. Here's the problem. Nobody wants to pay. I, I'm I'm gonna put this in terms of I'm gonna do I'm gonna use the I'll use the OnlyFans, but let's put it in terms of animals so I don't have to compare people. If a if a a penguin enclosure had a subscription, and a lion enclosure had a subscription at the zoo, the lions are going to get more money. And then there's a there's a little little bird exhibit. But it's not cool birds. It's just like a, a crow. Like, yeah, we have an exhibit of crows. That's what the Pac-12 is. And people that are going online trying to watch these live feeds from the zoo, like, oh, yeah, you can pay a subscription and watch the lions all day. All right, sweet. The lions are going to get, you know, great viewership. The SEC, the Big Ten, they're the lions. People will pay to watch that. Sure, that'd be kind of cool. Let's watch some lions live. Penguins, fun. Dope animals. They get about, you know, half the lions, right? But it's fun-loving people. Man, they just enjoy inter- being entertained. Everybody's wanting to watch the penguins and the lions for different reasons. The Big 12 is the penguins. Just a fun conference. Make money because it's fun to watch. Then there's the crows. No one's watching the crows. No one's going to OnlyFans. No one's going to the subscription service online to watch the crows fly around in this zoo exhibit. Oh, the crows are playing today. What time? Oh, 1 a.m. Central Time? Huh. Yeah. Yeah, the crows are nocturnal. It's the bad exhibit. Why do they think this is a good idea? It, it I, I, I puzzled. It bothers me. Do you think it's idiocy? A lack of common sense? Or is this just some kind of joke? It blows my mind that the Pac-12 commissioner actually presented this idea in front of athletic directors, presidents, the board, and said, look, look what I've done. Uh, How did that conversation go? How did he present it with any, any sort of pride? How it's dumbfounding. Dumbfounding how one person could drive a conference into the ground so quickly and so easily. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. They are the crow exhibit, and no one's paying for the crow exhibit. You can do a buy subscription thing. You can do that. You can say, hey, subscribe to my thing, and I make more money. You can work on commissions. But if nobody wants to buy what you're selling, if you don't have a good product, if you don't have a good product, then what's the point? You could tell this school, you could tell Washington, hey, look, if you get 500,000 Apple Plus TV subscriptions, we'll give you $15 million. When you know that's an unreasonable number, the commission's great, but there's no chance, no chance these schools are going to sell X amount of subscriptions. No chance the conference is going to sell X amount of subscriptions to give the schools this money. Nobody is knocking, nobody is knocking down walls to watch the Pac-12, much less subscribing to Apple TV. And if you do have Apple TV, you're not hunting for Pac-12 games. You just don't care.
care. People just don't care enough. They don't. It is, uh, it, it blows my mind that we've gotten here. How? How you as a conference could be so just asinine in this is alarming. There needs to be a change. There needs to be a change in leadership. How is there not already? How is there not already been a change in leadership? I got a haircut for this. Terrible. Gosh, I'm not even in the conference. It gets you worked up. Who wants to be? Who wants to compete in that? Not me, huh? Utah does. I go to the college football playoff because of it. This has been Locked On Baylor, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. Sorry, J.D. Piquel didn't come today. Maybe he'll show up tomorrow. Pissing myself off. Thanks, George Klyovkov, for making my night bad. This has been, it always will be, locked on. Come back tomorrow. Tomorrow? Not a word. Tomorrow is Baylor. Bears.